part two chapter four section one of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter four all in expectation section one the impression made on the whole neighbourhood by the story of the duel which was rapidly noised abroad was particularly remarkable from the unanimity with which every one hastened to take up the cudgel for nikolai vsyevolodovitch many of his former enemies declared themselves his friends the chief reason for this change of front in public opinion was chiefly due to one person who had hitherto not expressed her opinion but who now very distinctly uttered a few words which at once gave the event a significance exceedingly interesting to the vast majority this was how it happened on the day after the duel all the town was assembled at the marshal of nobilities in honour of his wife's name-day yulia mihailovna was present or rather presided accompanied by lizaveta nikolaevna radiant with beauty and peculiar gaiety which struck many of our ladies at once as particularly suspicious at this time and i may mention by the way her engagement to mavriky nikolaevitch was by now an established fact to a playful question from a retired general of much consequence of whom we shall have more to say later lizaveta nikolaevna frankly replied that evening that she was engaged and only imagine not one of our ladies would believe in her engagement they all persisted in assuming a romance of some sort some fatal family secret something that had happened in switzerland and for some reason imagined that yulia mihailovna must have had some hand in it it was difficult to understand why these rumours or rather fancies persisted so obstinately and why yulia mihailovna was so positively connected with it as soon as she came in all turned to her with strange looks brimful of expectation it must be observed that owing to the freshness of the event and certain circumstances accompanying it at the party people talked of it with some circumspection in undertones besides nothing yet was known of the line taken by the authorities as far as was known neither of the combatants had been troubled by the police every one knew for instance that gaganov had set off home early in the morning to duhovo without being hindered meanwhile of course all were eager for someone to be the first to speak of it aloud and so to open the door to the general impatience they rested their hopes on the general above mentioned and they were not disappointed this general a landowner though not a wealthy one was one of the most imposing members of our club and a man of an absolutely unique turn of mind he flirted in the old-fashioned way with the young ladies and was particularly fond in large assemblies of speaking aloud with all the weightiness of a general on subjects to which others were alluding in discreet whispers this was so to say his special role in local society he drawled too and spoke with peculiar suavity probably having picked up the habit from russians travelling abroad or from those wealthy landowners of former days who had suffered most from the emancipation stepan trofimovitch had observed that the more completely a landowner was ruined the more suavely he lisped and drawled his words he did as a fact lisp and drawl himself but was not aware of it in himself the general spoke like a person of authority he was besides a distant relation of gaganov's 
though he was on bad terms with him and even engaged in litigation with him he had moreover in the past fought two duels himself and had even been degraded to the ranks and sent to the caucasus on account of one of them some mention was made of varvara petrovna's having driven out that day and the day before after being kept indoors by illness though the allusion was not to her but to the marvellous matching of her four grey horses of the stavrogins own breeding the general suddenly observed that he had met young stavrogin that day on horseback every one was instantly silent the general munched his lips and suddenly proclaimed twisting in his fingers his presentation gold snuff-box i'm sorry i wasn't here some years ago i mean when i was at carlsbad hm i'm very much interested in that young man about whom i heard so many rumours at that time hm and i say is it true that he's mad someone told me so then suddenly i'm told that he has been insulted by some student here in the presence of his cousins and he slipped under the table to get away from him and yesterday i heard from stepan vysotsky that stavrogin had been fighting with gaganov and simply with a gallant object of offering himself as a target to an infuriated man just to get rid of him hm quite in the style of the guards of the twenties is there any house where he visits here the general paused as though expecting an answer a way had been opened for the public impatience to express itself what could be simpler cried yulia mihailovna raising her voice irritated that all present had turned their eyes upon her as though at a word of command can one wonder that stavrogin fought gaganov and took no notice of the student he couldn't challenge a man who used to be his serf a noteworthy saying a clear and simple notion yet it had entered nobody's head till that moment it was a saying that had extraordinary consequences all scandal and gossip all the petty tittle-tattle was thrown into the background another significance had been detected a new character was revealed whom all had misjudged a character almost ideally severe in his standards mortally insulted by a student that is an educated man no longer a serf he despised the affront because his assailant had once been his serf society had gossiped and slandered him shallow-minded people had looked with contempt on a man who had been struck in the face he had despised a public opinion which had not risen to the level of the highest standards though it discussed them and meantime you and i ivan alexandrovitch sit and discuss the correct standards one old club member observed to another with a warm and generous glow of self-reproach yes pyotr mihailovitch yes the other chimed in with zest talk of the younger generation it's not a question of the younger generation observed the third putting in his spoke it's nothing to do with the younger generation he's a star not one of the younger generation that's the way to look at it and it's just that sort we need they're rare people the chief point in all this was that the new man besides showing himself an unmistakable nobleman was the wealthiest landowner in the province and was therefore bound to be a leading man who could be of assistance i've already alluded in passing to the attitude of the landowners of our province people were enthusiastic he didn't merely refrain from challenging the student he put his hands behind him note that particularly your excellency somebody pointed out and he didn't haul him up before the new law courts either added another 
in spite of the fact that for a personal insult to a nobleman he'd have got fifteen roubles damages he <laughs> no i'll tell you a secret about the new courts cried a third in a frenzy of excitement if anyone's caught robbing or swindling and convicted he'd better run home while there's yet time and murder his mother he'll be acquitted of everything at once and ladies will wave their batiste handkerchiefs from the platform it's the absolute truth it's the truth it's the truth the inevitable anecdotes followed nikolai vsyevolodovitch's friendly relations with count k were recalled count k s stern and independent attitude to recent reforms was well known as well as his remarkable public activity though that had somewhat fallen off of late and now suddenly every one was positive that nikolai vsyevolodovitch was betrothed to one of the count's daughters though nothing had given grounds for such a supposition and as for some wonderful adventures in switzerland with lizaveta nikolaevna even the ladies quite dropped all reference to it i must mention by the way that the drozdovs had by this time succeeded in paying all the visits they had omitted at first every one now confidently considered lizaveta nikolaevna a most ordinary girl who paraded her delicate nerves her fainting on the day of nikolai vsyevolodovitch's arrival was explained now as due to her terror at the student's outrageous behaviour they even increased the prosaicness of that to which before they had striven to give such a fantastic colour as for a lame woman who had been talked of she was forgotten completely they were ashamed to remember her and if there had been a hundred lame girls we've all been young once nikolai vsyevolodovitch's respectfulness to his mother was enlarged upon various virtues were discovered in him people talked with approbation of the learning he had acquired in the four years he had spent in german universities gaganov's conduct was declared utterly tactless not knowing friend from foe yulia mikhailovna's keen insight was unhesitatingly admitted so by the time nikolai vsyevolodovitch made his appearance among them he was received by every one with naive solemnity in all eyes fastened upon him could be read eager anticipation nikolai vsyevolodovitch at once wrapped himself in the most austere silence which of course gratified every one much more than if he had talked till doomsday in a word he was a success he was the fashion if once one has figured in provincial society there's no retreating into the background nikolai vsyevolodovitch began to fulfil all his social duties in the province punctiliously as before he was not found cheerful company a man who has seen suffering a man not like other people he has something to be melancholy about even the pride and disdainful aloofness for which he had been so detested four years before was now liked and respected varvara petrovna was triumphant i don't know whether she grieved much over the shattering of her dreams concerning lizaveta nikolaevna family pride of course helped her to get over it one thing was strange varvara petrovna was suddenly convinced that nikolai vsyevolodovitch really had made his choice at count k's and what was strangest of all she was led to believe it by rumours which reached her on no better authority than other people she was afraid to ask nikolai vsyevolodovitch a direct question two or three times however she could not refrain from slyly and good-humouredly reproaching him for not being open with her nikolai vsyevolodovitch smiled and remained silent the silence was taken as a sign of assent 
and yet all the time she never forgot the cripple the thought of her lay like a stone on her heart a nightmare she was tortured by strange misgivings and surmises and all this at the same time as she dreamed of count k s daughters but of this we shall speak later varvara petrovna began again of course to be treated with extreme deference and respect in society but she took little advantage of it and went out rarely she did however pay a visit of ceremony to the governor's wife of course no one had been more charmed and delighted by yulia mikhailovna's words spoken at the marshal's soiree than she they lifted a load of care off her heart and had at once relieved much of the distress she had been suffering since that luckless sunday i misunderstood that woman she declared and with her characteristic impulsiveness she frankly told yulia mikhailovna that she had come to thank her yulia mikhailovna was flattered but she behaved with dignity she was beginning about this time to be very conscious of her own importance too much so in fact she announced for example in the course of conversation that she had never heard of stepan trofimovitch as a leading man or a savant i know young verkovensky of course and make much of him he's imprudent but then he's young he's thoroughly well informed though he's not an out-of-date old-fashioned critic anyway varvara petrovna hastened to observe that stepan trofimovitch had never been a critic but had on the contrary spent all his life in her house he was renowned through circumstances of his early career only too well known to the whole world and of late for his researches in spanish history now he intended to write also on the position of modern german universities and she believed something about the dresden madonna too in short varvara petrovna refused to surrender stepan trofimovitch to the tender mercies of yulia mikhailovna the dresden madonna you mean the sistine madonna cher varvara petrovna i spent two hours sitting before that picture and came away utterly disillusioned i could make nothing of it and was in complete amazement karmazinov too says it's hard to understand it they all see nothing in it now russians and english alike all its fame is just the talk of the last generation fashions are changed then what i think is that one mustn't despise our younger generation either they cry out that they're communists but what i say is that we must appreciate them and mustn't be hard on them i read everything now the papers communism the natural sciences i get everything because after all one must know where one's living and with whom one has to do one mustn't spend one's whole life on the heights of one's own fancy i've come to the conclusion and adopted it as a principle that one must be kind to the young people and so keep them from the brink believe me varvara petrovna that none but we who make up good society can by our kindness and good influence keep them from the abyss towards which they are brought by the intolerance of all these old men i am glad though to learn from you about stepan trofimovitch you suggest an idea to me he may be useful at our literary matinee you know i'm arranging for a whole day of festivities a subscription entertainment for the benefit of the poor governesses of our province they are scattered about russia in our district alone we can reckon up six of them besides that there are two girls in the telegraph office two are being trained in the academy the rest would like to be but have not the means the russian woman's fate is a terrible one varvara petrovna it's out of that they're making the university question now and there's even been a meeting of the imperial council about it 
in this strange russia of ours one can do anything one likes and that again is why it's only by the kindness and the direct warm sympathy of all the better classes that we can direct this great common cause in the true path oh heavens have we many noble personalities among us there are some of course but they are scattered far and wide let us unite and we shall be stronger in one word i shall first have a literary matinee then a light luncheon then an interval and in the evening a ball we meant to begin the evening by living pictures but it would involve a great deal of expense and so to please the public there will be one or two quadrilles in masks and fancy dresses representing well-known literary schools this humorous idea was suggested by karmazinov he has been a great help to me you know he's going to read us the last thing he's written which no one has seen yet he is laying down the pen and will write no more this last essay is his farewell to the public it's a charming little thing called merci the title is french he thinks that more amusing and even subtler i do too in fact i advised it i think stepan trofimovitch might read us something too if it were quite short and not so very learned i believe pyotr stepanovitch and someone else too will read something pyotr stepanovitch shall run round to you and tell you the programme better still let me bring it to you myself allow me to put my name down in your subscription list too i'll tell stepan trofimovitch and will beg him to consent varvara petrovna returned home completely fascinated she was ready to stand up for yulia mihailovna through thick and thin and for some reason was already quite put out with stepan trofimovitch while he poor man sat at home all unconscious i'm in love with her i can't understand how i could be so mistaken in that woman she said to nikolai vsyevolodovitch and pyotr stepanovitch who dropped in that evening but you must make peace with the old man all the same pyotr stepanovitch submitted he's in despair you've quite sent him to coventry yesterday he met your carriage and bowed and you turned away we'll trot him out you know i'm reckoning on him for something and he may still be useful oh he'll read something i don't mean only that and i was meaning to drop in on him to-day so shall i tell him if you like i don't know though how you'll arrange it she said irresolutely i was meaning to have a talk with him myself and wanted to fix the time and place she frowned oh it's not worth while fixing a time i'll simply give him the message very well do add that i certainly will fix a time to see him though be sure to say that too pyotr stepanovitch ran off grinning he was in fact to the best of my recollection particularly spiteful all this time and ventured upon extremely impatient sallies with almost every one strange to say every one somehow forgave him it was generally accepted that he was not to be looked at from the ordinary standpoint i may remark that he took up an extremely resentful attitude about nikolai vsyevolodovitch's duel it took him unawares he turned positively green when he was told of it perhaps his vanity was wounded he only heard of it next day when every one knew of it you had no right to fight you know he whispered to stavrogin five days later when he chanced to meet him at the club it was remarkable that they had not once met during those five days though pyotr stepanovitch had dropped in at varvara petrovna's almost every day nikolai vsyevolodovitch looked at him in silence with an absent-minded air as though not understanding what was the matter and he went on without stopping he was crossing the big hall of the club on his way to the refreshment room you've been to see shatov too 
you mean to make it known about marya timofyevna pyotr stepanovitch muttered running after him and as though not thinking of what he was doing he clutched at his shoulder nikolai vsyevolodovitch shook his hand off and turned round quickly to him with a menacing scowl pyotr stepanovitch looked at him with a strange prolonged smile it all lasted only one moment nikolai vsyevolodovitch walked on end of part two chapter four section one recording by expatriate in bangor maine